her job hey what do you mean guys what i say her job is so confusing the job isn't important it's just a generic job that the writers of this made up for this but what is the generic job just tables mr gorbachev tear down this wall and the show started Hello, welcome us back this time. Yes. Say it, say it into your speakers. Welcome, Chubbers. Chubb. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to our listeners. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You want them to welcome us back? Yeah. Into okay. their lives. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, we're going to be greeted in a little bit here by Cooch Magic. Looking forward to that. Until then, Steed, you and me couple days ago yep uh, we we're we're pirates now we're pirates now exactly i we did a you saw some sort of facebook ad yeah it was targeted correctly yeah target that's a good point that's a good point <laughs> yeah people complain about targeted ads sometimes but also you're going to see the ad you're going to see an ad either way so it might as well be something that's targeted towards you and relevant to you yeah yeah, exactly. I'm all for it. I'm also all for it. Uh, they've talked about times where uh, things were going too far. I think I talked about this in the show a long time ago, but Target at one point was getting in trouble because they had basically predicted a girl that she was pregnant before she had even found out that she was pregnant. Like her dad was starting to get like ads and stuff. Like she was living, I think, at her parents' house and she was getting like ads for baby stuff. I don't know if she didn't know she was pregnant. The parents definitely didn't know. But, you know, there's times where it can go too far. But you and yeah. me went on, uh, it was kind of like Tall Ships Windy. I didn't love the name. No, they need a more, they need, uh, there was a lot of things that they could have changed up. Yeah. yeah. Um, name being the first one. Yes. Yeah, but, uh, it basically is a ship, a, a sail ship that had, kind of, was it four mainsails? It kind of seemed like it had. I think they have four. Yeah, four masts uh, that went up. Uh, but it was, it had a you know motor as well. And it was parked at Navy Pier in Chicago. We get on the boat and they give you four drink tokens. Great deal. Yes. What did you call them? What was the uh, pirate currency? doubloons doubloons yes four doubloons uh to use for beer basically I'll so beers. <laughs> yeah tell tell I'll us what you thought too. What, were, what, were, what did we do um yeah we went into you know we took off into the water uh turns out they needed help raising the sails <laughs> yes or they asked so, for volunteers who knows so who do they stuff. turn to the two strongest guys on the boat yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, we raised the sails and it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> like we were pulling ropes and shit. Yeah, they they have us raise it, which I was thinking. I was thinking it's going to be a little difficult. I was legit 
using my full weight. Uh, yeah, you had the like, tough rope. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I was jumping on this thing. Like I would, you know, go up a couple, like jump up a few feet, hang on it until it raised up a little bit. Like I couldn't just physically stand there and pull it because it just I didn't have enough weight behind me. I literally had to use my full body weight. And then at some point, I jumped on it, and then the girl working there also came and pulled it as well. Like it yeah, took two of two of our body weights to pull up part of this. Uh, I did not expect it to be that hard. Now, did we use those sails to go anywhere? No. I don't think so. No. If anything, they just made the boat tippy. Yeah, yeah. No, it made it, <laughs> it made it rock because they were it was not that wavy and the boat was rocking considerably left and right for how few waves there were and how big the boat was. I was expecting a lot less. Uh we had the and it got cold. It was it surprisingly cold. Yeah, for the <laughs> for the rest of the weekend was fairly warm. That night was fairly cold. And they did have sweaters on board, which is basically they know what they're doing like they know that some people are gonna get on it's gonna be freezing yeah yeah if those were ten dollars cheaper i would have bought one yes for sure yes even though i was wearing one already yeah i thought 40 was a little a little overpriced for <laughs> the, the sweatshirt as well come on son there was a lot of dance more dancing than i would have thought for like a nighttime cruise when it was cold a good <laughs> amount of dancing on board yeah i mean the dancers were out and the crowd too I mean, there was like one other, maybe two other younger groups. And when I say younger, I mean 30. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. everybody else was like, you know, 50s. One guy was wearing a straight up pirate hat and yet a cane. Yeah. He was he was there for the pirateness and they didn't they downplayed the whole pirate. I would say I yeah, I wanted to be more pirate. They played a few sea shanties, but not enough for my yeah, life. Yeah, and that's how they build it. It said sing along and hear your favorite sea shanties. I didn't hear I heard two sea shanties. One, we were busy pulling rope so the boat would go. Yeah. And then the other one, I think it was like halfway in and like they played Michael Jackson right before it and something else after it didn't fit. Yeah, didn't fit. But hey, there we go. We were, uh, it was cool to be on. It was a very big boat, big sails, cool boat. Enjoyed it. Yeah, it Uh, it was really fun. Yeah, yeah, perfect. All right. Uh, Looks like we have... Our guest here recording live from somewhere we are joined by brian from cooge magic hey how's it going hey so brian the reason i got introduced to cooge magic was you did my wedding at the Milwaukee art museum i did it was a yeah. blast yeah the cocktail hour we did not tell many of the guests i actually basically none of them knew except for if they happened to be there while we were planning it or something but ah uh. Did you notice that that some did not know as you went up to them? Were they were pe- people confused? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> the, the 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 first couple are always a little awkward because I'm yeah. you know everyone knows each other and then there's just this guy kind of walking around and yeah. <laughs> and I I'm I'm like you know just say okay well, let's give me the first group and but once I get going and people see what's going on and yes and then um yeah then it gets going it was a lot of fun yeah so. At this, you're doing kind of close-up magic. Right. Yeah. Is th- And I notice you do stage as well, right? You do stage and close-up? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So what do you prefer of those? I prefer the close-up. It's um, just up close and personal, modern miracles. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because on stage, they're pro- oh, well, he's you know, the, the smoke and mirrors or the, the, the big box. Trap door. Right, or the trap door, but... <laughs> You know, when 
um, when I'm pulling a signed card out of my wallet or uh, doing stuff like that, it's just, I think it's more impactful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that freaks me out a little. Um, Sign card and some uh, pen trick you were doing. Uh... <laughs> were you, were you there? Oh, I was there. Yeah. He was one of the flower boys. I was a flower saw boy. them. <laughs> were you, yeah. Now that I'm, did you have like a flowerish tie? I did have a flower tie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep. I remember. Yeah. I don't think you had glasses at the event. No, I, I wear contacts for special occasions only. I rem- Yep. I remember you. I remember you. <laughs> so so what got you into magic i got into magic a good 20 years ago my grandpa showed me a card trick when i was a kid and i just got hooked and then i started going to the library i mean this is you know pre-internet pre-youtube yeah actually going to the library getting books on magic and then um started doing talent shows at school birthday parties and that's how i got into it wow what was the trick that he taught you it was it's called the 21 card trick it, it's pretty standard you you put down three rows of seven or three columns of seven and then you say you know pick a card or which column is in you scoop mm-hmm. them up you do that three times and then at the end you can spell hocus pocus H O C U S P O C U S and the next card, the eleventh card is theirs. Oh, nice! <laughs> so it's a nice. kind of a self self working yes. mathematical one. Cool, cool. It, cool. Got, it got me hooked. I like it. I like it. So, other than your grandpa, kind of who were your big influences in magic? Did you have any? Yeah. So this was early two thousands. So at that time, David Copperfield. Mm-hmm. was a really big name. I mean, and still is still today. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um, at that time, I don't know if he quite had his Vegas show, but he was touring. And I remember going to see him. I think it was at the Riverside in Milwaukee. Oh. And it was with my dad, and my grandpa. And I, the thing that stands out is he brought 20 people up on stage. He said, okay, everybody join hands and make a circle on stage. And then he threw up this big tarp. And all of a sudden there was like a 1950s Corvette (laughs) in front. I mean, and everyone was surrounding it out of nowhere. Um, Mind blowing. So Copperfield and then actually in the Milwaukee area, there's, there's two big magic shops, which, so I kind of lucked out because I don't think a lot of towns have them. Uh, So, and this is a little plug for them. They're not paying or anything, but there's uh, the joke shop. In downtown Waukesha, I went there a lot. Um, it it went under, but there used to be one called um, Theophilus Magic Shop. Uh, that was in Milwaukee. They closed up, uh, and then now a big one in Pewaukee's Big Guys Magic Shop. Hmm. So a mix of Copperfield and having access to local magic shops uh, just really took off for me. So what is the balance between like going to a magic shop and kind of creating your own tricks? Yeah. Really good question. Uh, Going to a shop is like a kid in a candy store for me. Um, I I can just be in there for hours and like to look at demos and try stuff out. Uh, uh, Creating stuff is hard. Um, 
I would say a lot of my magic repertoire is stuff that's been already invented, done before, but I try to get my own twist on it or how I present it. But inventing magic is hard and um, still working on that. Yeah. How, um, how often do you practice like your close up stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It's so fast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I try. Um, I try to make a point to practice it um, at least once a week. And if I'm at the computer, like now um, I usually always have a deck nearby and I'm just like fidgeting with it all the time. So um, or traveling for, you know, at the airport. So I'm usually, it, it's my fidget item is a deck of cards. So I'm usually always manipulating it. And then I try to make a point once a week to work on it, yeah. usually building on ideas, trying to find something new. So, yeah, that's cool. Thanks. Yeah. It seems like it would be a, it seems to me like so easy to mess up. Do you, have you ever like messed up? Oh yeah. Bad and you've been like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, there's there's one. I don't I don't know if I did it with one of you. I think maybe Jared, you might have mentioned it in a previous podcast when you mentioned you had a magician at the wedding, but there was a a guest at your wedding, and there's a trick where it kind of it, it relies on the audience member to do a lot of the the card handling. Um and I, I give very specific instructions like, okay, cut this and, and move this here. And, um, and if I'm not clear and, and, or if they're trying to mess me up um, to be a character, I say. it can, it can, it can get messed up. So that, that yeah. did happen once at your wedding. Um, oh, but no. then, but I, but I have a line for it. I say, oh, that's just a part I didn't practice. And, <laughs> and then, and then I just, I just dive into something new and, we forget about it two minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It, it happens. But there's never been one where it's like some major issue that messed something up or it's usually just minor little things like that. No, minor, okay. minor stuff. Basically when I, when I don't have the full control and I, yeah. And I hand it off. Yeah. Um, so but that's where that practice pays off once yeah, a week. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> what are the hardest type of tricks to do then? I would say tricks where you're borrowing something. Um, I didn't do a lot of it at your wedding, but there's tricks where like, you know, you ask someone, Hey, what do you got in your wallet? Can I borrow a dollar or can I borrow your cell phone? Um, And people are hesitant to give up either of those items. But I think (laughs) it's, I think it's more impressive when, you know, I'm not pulling something mysterious out of my pocket. I'm saying, Hey, you have a thing in your pocket. Can I borrow that and do something amazing with it? I think that's the hardest. Yeah, that way people know that item's not rigged too. Right, right. <laughs> I, I think yeah, it's definitely more impactful. And there's a little bit of risk with that too, right? Because I can I can control whether something's rigged or not in my pocket. Um, yeah, but I'd say that's a little on the harder side. Yeah. Is there you- something you're working on right now that's uh, that you've been trying to do for you know master for a long time that maybe you haven't gotten to yet? Yeah, definitely. Uh, something that I haven't performed yet. And it's, I think it's something that a lot of people think of in just like magic or doing something truly amazing is levitation. So taking mm-hmm. some small object um, 
there's a couple of guys out there do it with a breath mint, like a lifesaver mm. and oh. <laughs> they, or, or, or a borrowed ring. Um, and just like right here, have it float. And then I've seen a video where like they're controlling it right here and they're like moving their hands all around it to sh- like no strings anywhere. And then they press it forward. They have someone lift their hand and then they like drop the ring right onto their finger or if it's if it's the lifesaver, like bring it right up to their mouth and eat it. Oh, so that's <laughs> that's um, I'm working. I'm working on that. It's not not ready to perform yet. But yeah, that's that's like next level. Yeah. Yeah. I saw one where a guy I was at a, a Chicago Magic Lounge not too long ago. And oh, yeah, the nice. guy, yeah, it's a really cool place if people in Chicago haven't been there. But the guy had like a half dollar and it went from his bottom hand to his top hand. OK. I liked. Yeah. I thought that was a cool trick. Um, or there's also the Fushigi. I don't know if you remember the Fushigi that looks like it's levitating. It was a really stupid, uh, kind of like made for TV. Uh, oh ball. yeah. That, that clear <laughs> yeah. <ball. laughs> uh, yep. My family had one of those, not quite the same, but, uh, no. <laughs> can you, yeah. can you talk a little more on that magic lounge? I, I actually just recently heard about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's like the atmosphere there. Sure, sure. So it's very uh, kind of Art Deco 1920s theme, kind of speakeasy style. And uh, you, first of all, there's no signs on the door. Uh, okay. I signed up for it online, like I bought a ticket for it online. And I showed, I'd never been there before. So I showed up, I literally didn't know if I was in the right place. You walk, <laughs> I'm not going to ruin, I'm not going to ruin any of the surprises, but I walked into a spot and I'm like, this is not right. Okay. And uh, my now wife, who was with me, uh, is like, oh, I see a door handle there. So we open the door handle and you get into one room and then you get some introduction from some lady. And then she pulls another like lever and that opens up another secret door. Oh, man. And then you actually enter the place. And uh, basically, uh, it's a like one big viewing, kind of one smaller theater. It's still fairly decent size, but um, it's one it's a one main theater room. And you're sitting down at a little like cocktail table and you can get little appetizers or drinks and then they'll have a couple okay. stage performances. And then in between, they'll have people coming around doing close up magic. Oh, very cool. cool. Yeah. What, so what's cool. the name or is it like Chica- something Chica- Chicago Magic Lounge? Oh, it seemed like you're not allowed to t- say the name. Well, you, you can say the name you just might have a hard time it. finding it yeah you might just have a hard time. do not talk about fight club yeah yeah that's cool i gotta get down there um it sounds a lot like if you've been to the safe house in milwaukee i've not been i've heard about the safe house i've not been to the safe house okay very similar setup very like nondescriptive door and mm-hmm. a, a whole series of tasks just to get in yeah um the safe house is the safe house is is more of a restaurant and then what they have is a magic bar okay um so you can get drinks and then uh there's close up there i did a very small stint there and that was about it um i i prefer more the the you know the weddings or uh uh the corporate scene yeah uh but yeah cool place nonetheless yeah yeah. What speaking of that, like, what is the your favorite performance that you've done? Like, what kind of a is there one event that you've really enjoyed? 
or you know some sort of time where like oh everything went perfect or it was your wedding let's let's keep it was, my wedding would be yeah you one. know i did this gig yeah. april 29th at the art museum <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it was out of this world yeah Other um, excluding that of course <laughs> no i did uh it, truly yours was a lot of fun uh, i think back to a couple months ago so i do what i do at weddings i do a similar thing at corporate holiday parties. Mm -hmm. um, and I did one back last December for a group of lawyers. Um, <laughs> so just, you know, a group of people who are just making way more than I can you know, <laughs> even fathom. Uh, but just to, you know, I, I had no idea who these people, you know, yeah. don't want to stereotype anything. But anyways, you see whatever uh, TV lawyers and such. And, but just to uh, be at a, a holiday party and they had food and just to see like these people loosen up and just become kids again, watching magic. And then they, they'd like bring, Oh, Hey, come here. Like so-and-so, did you see this? And show sure, you know, do that one again. And then I'd kind of switch. Oh, like I can't do two tricks in a row, but uh, you know, the same thing, but I'll, I'll change it up. And so, those kind of events are, are are really really fun, along with weddings. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very cool. Uh, do you have a favorite trick that you like to do? Do you kind of like your go? If somebody was doing like what, you would have a go to one. If somebody said to show me one, or does that kind of constantly? Yeah, fall? yeah. Um, my go to one, and I have it in a pocket or a coat pocket or in my car most of the time. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, thinking back to what I did when you guys were around me. Um, but it's basically, I present a deck of cards and I tell the person, think of literally, you know what? I can even, we can even do it here. Oh, perfect. I know, oh. <laughs> we'll do it. Uh, this, you know, this will turn to a podcast, but yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So I, pre I present a deck of cards. Yes. We can see the cards. Yep. And truly for everyone listening, like, this was not set up. So how about <laughs> one of you guys just name any card in the entire deck? Seven See? of hearts. Yeah, there you go. Seven of hearts. Okay, cool. So I take it. I present it. Can we see this okay here? Yeah. Yeah. And I fan through it. Oh my God. And there's just one card <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that's facing the other way. Uh, All right. Kind of hard, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. That, yeah, that is, that is wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You did that. I mean, like it was in the, uh, it was in the case when he shows us this. Yeah. You pulled it out of the, the, it really the deck of cards out of the case. What a sleeve. I don't know. <laughs> box and, and box, just yeah. one of the unfolds them one card's flipped around within three seconds and it's the seven hearts oh man not Very set impressive. up truly so that's yeah. <laughs> that's my go-to and that's just a quick you know you saw it, yeah. it was like yeah. 10 10 15 seconds um that's good that's my go-to yeah i i think that's really good because i think a lot of the more time that goes on people are thinking of more trickery and things like that uh-huh yeah right. exactly like if exactly. that if that took two minutes to do that's not going to be as effective as that Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, three, three seconds you just took yeah my yeah. uh my signature trick i i have two tricks okay one of them i take the cards put them behind my back and do something 
Okay. And then it weirds everybody out. <laughs> but What's it blows people's minds. Yeah, they're like, what are you doing back there? And I'm like, just don't worry about it. I'm doing magic bag errands. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I guess too much, too much time. If I could do it faster, maybe they'd think I was real in magic, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm too slow. That's yeah. right. You'll get, the, no, you're right though. You definitely, the, the fast visual stuff, I think is real effective for the, the close up scene, like what I did at your wedding. Um, so that that trick I definitely did uh, for a couple groups, um, and now working on levitating, floating like some stuff. That's like the it. that's next level. Have you ever gotten any like weird requests from people, like make my wife disappear or something? Like you know, it's <laughs> obviously an extreme example, but like some something right. that you're like, yeah, I don't really do that, or I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I've gotten some kind of offhand comments like that. Yeah, make so-and-so disappear or um, it's usually something to do with money. Like if I if I do do something or say, hey, can I borrow a dollar? And I have one where I can, I fold it a certain way and all of a sudden it's $100. And then mm-hmm. they'll say, Ooh. you know, oh, can you, here, here's my wallet. Can you do that with all my singles? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. I'll say something like, oh, I, you know, I can only do it once per hour. And yeah. Um, <laughs> So that that's about the craziest, yeah. Nothing too wild. Okay. I uh, when you're watching other magicians, how do you watch other magicians? Is it mostly YouTube? Yeah, I'd say a decent amount of YouTube, and then you know, I, I feel old being on there, but TikTok. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a lot of magicians on there, and, and I, I I threw a couple of videos up there, but again, that's that's just like that quick. And especially on the social media, you have yeah, like maybe, maybe 15 seconds to capture someone's interest. Um, so I've gotten a lot of ideas from TikTok. Yeah. yeah. And do you try to predict how they're doing their tricks? Do you think you have a pretty good idea a lot of times on how they do yeah, it? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, that's always just a fun challenge. Yeah. Thinking how they did it. Um, and with, you know, with that too, you got to wonder all right, is this real? Is, is it a camera trick? Did they, did they cut to something real quick? Um, but a lot of time it seems pretty legit. And yeah, it's fun trying to figure it out. Yeah. I, I watch uh, the show fool us a lot. I don't oh, know yeah. if you're familiar with that. Oh yeah. 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 Penn and Teller try For those that don't know, Penn and Teller basically try to figure out different magicians, how they do their tricks. And if they cannot guess it, then they get a stint on their Las Vegas show. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is cool. And there's, I'm always like, I'm always fooled by the vast majority of things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then, so for them not to be able to figure out something, I'm always like, that's got to be a pretty crazy trick to, to fool those guys that have been doing it for that long. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, big fan of Fool Us. And matter of fact, I was in Vegas 2019 and saw the Penn and Teller show. Um, Oh, nice. that was great. You know, they got their own theater and they, yeah. I, I think, I think they are the longest running Vegas show. I think, which I mean, is pretty cool. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I mean, yeah, I, David Copperfield would be the only one I would think of that would even be right. close. Right. And that's right. Yeah. So yeah, they were, they were super good. And what was awesome was after the show, they said, anyone can do a meet and greet. 
Like you didn't wow. need to be VIP. You didn't have to do an upcharge. They literally just, they came out in the lobby and they said, you can take a picture. You can say, Hey, um, and Pendulette is super tall. He's probably yeah. like six, four. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he just, yeah, he towers. Uh, and then Teller, you know, he's known for not talking, but he, he'll speak to you in the lobby and just oh, like a, okay. Okay. a completely normal, super chill, hilarious, talented guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that was, that was a really cool experience. Very cool. Was that probably your favorite performance that you've seen or what, what would be up there in your top uh, magic performances? I'd say it was up there. Um, that same year I went to another magician show who won America's got talent. I don't maybe in like 2015, but he's a younger guy um, in his thirties. His name's Matt Franco. And I, and I was um, selected to go on stage for a trick. Uh, that was really cool. It was a card trick. <laughs> um we like and i do that one <laughs> right right uh so he he, he just had a, a really phenomenal show just had a just like a lot of new energy uh some cool new tricks um the one that i came up for he like handed me a a small stack of cards and there's some other lady that came up and and he said okay count your cards and i counted them out okay i think i had like 10 cards or something and the other lady had Seven, and then they had someone else in the audience like shout out a number three, and he's like okay, and he snaps his fingers, and then he's like okay, count your cards again, Brian, and I count them. All of a sudden, I have like they've been in my hand. All of a sudden, I have thirteen, and she's got (laughs) and she's got four, (laughs) and we're like across the stage. I don't like Um, it. I don't like it. (laughs) Mind blowing. Mind. You can see that Uh, David Blaine does that on some talk show host. Uh, I want to say one of the Jimmy's uh, he does that, but yeah, stuff like that. Crazy. That is yeah. wild. Yeah. Especially doing it to you, you know, who's right. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. And then he did, he did another one where he like, he took someone's cell phone, made it disappear and then had someone else in the audience call it. And it started ringing in the back of the theater, <laughs> like oh in like in someone's seat, I think he literally took a knife to a seat and like, oh my god, <laughs> like carved open this cushion and there was the phone like ringing. I was like, Jeez. oh my god, wild, yeah, yeah. Wild. I thought so, Chris Angel was wild. That sounds nuts. I saw, yeah. I saw Chris Angel in Vegas and uh, oh, did you? Oh man, a lady left the show before us in a wheelchair, and we were like, oh man, we are in for it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we're like oh chris angel put that girl in a wheelchair we are screwed oh man <laughs> yeah it was pretty good a lot of a lot of just like i mean there was just like one after another to the point where like you can't even think about like how right. we did that last one right but yeah they're just like slamming you with stuff mm-hmm. it was very cool though yeah yeah he's definitely got the the bad boy vibe and oh yeah um but you gotta you gotta stand out there's another dude in vegas he's called piff the magic dragon oh yeah yeah he's very he, I like he literally literally wears a a dragon costume <laughs> well he'll he'll say he'll say this is not a costume it's my skin yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so he he masters the character yeah yeah so what would you say is your style my style I try to go for 
the classy gentleman um, style, you know, not the Chris Angel bad boy, um, yeah. not a magic dragon. Um, <laughs> because the the events that I like to do, weddings or corporate events, um, I feel like that's kind of the character that one mm-hmm. might expect. So I go for the classy gentleman, professional magician vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It works. It works. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any next kind of goals or things you want to try to accomplish next other than tricks, but just uh, maybe in the magic career? Yeah. Uh, big thing is just trying to get the name out there more. So um, I, I've been doing magic for 20 plus years and I've done when I started out, I did some birthday shows and I've done stuff here and there. And, um, but really it was coming out of the pandemic that I rebranded and relaunched Cooge Magic. Um, it was really just as early as August 21 and have had a number of weddings and corporate a couple of birthdays and other events. And so, yeah, I'm just looking to get the name out and grow the business more and uh, get some more bookings and have fun doing magic. Perfect. And uh, where can people, I know your coochmagic.com, your website, and what other places can people find you? Yeah, I appreciate the plug. Uh, that's the main one, really, kujmagic.com. Uh, you can also find that same username tag on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, but that that main website will take you to it all. Perfect. And what kind of areas do you, is it mostly Milwaukee area or, or were you, where if people were maybe a little outside the area, how far are you? How, yeah. Do you have like uh, a limit? I mostly perform in Southeastern Wisconsin, greater Milwaukee area. I've done some Madison shows and I'll travel throughout the state, uh, but mostly Southeastern Wisconsin. Cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, Steve, did you have any final questions for I think I am good. All I can say is uh, personally recommend it. Yes. Well, thank you. <laughs> Wait a great time. His mind was personally blown. It was, yes. it was blown. Yes. Perfect. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I appreciate I appreciate you guys having me on. It was a lot of fun. Um, fun chatting with you. And thanks again for having me at the you wedding. Too. And Yeah. Thanks for, um, thanks for performing. Everybody loved it. Oh, well, thanks so much. Uh, that's, uh, that's the um, biggest comment I can hear. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care. All right. Thanks again. Thanks, Brian. I hear you're a river guide. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Class four, five? Uh Uh-huh. Which is it? Why don't you try putting those numbers together? That's right. I've shot a class 45, and I've never lost a man. All right. That was Cooge Magic. Great having him on the show. A little more yeah, about the history. Yeah, it was good to nice see guy. the story behind it. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. That was way more talking than I had done to him ever prior because, you know, I, <laughs> we hired him on the spot without seeing anything. Kind of a surprise, but it turned out perfect. So that's why uh, it worked out. I'm really glad. I'm, Jay, I'm still confused about the magic trick he did, too. I I was the one he just did for us right there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I agree. Doesn't make sense. I know. I like it. I like it. I really appreciated it. Yeah. Uh, You know, speaking of kind of tricks, Steve, what I was thinking is I wanted to uh, learn piano, but I don't want to learn like all of piano. I want to learn one really complicated song. Okay. So that if there's ever like a, uh, 
everyone so go to like some department store there's going to be a piano they there. got a piano or you go to somebody's house a fancy you know a nicer house sometimes could have a nice uh, grand piano there or something so you just kind of show up when there's some downtime you start playing this fancy song you get a little crowd going mm-hmm. and then right when you know they're like the song's wrapping up they're like oh another one you're like i don't have time you never have time no of course you don't have time yeah yeah I, like you I got, I, yeah <laughs> you also got to make sure you don't pick a song that can be duetted oh very good point because you can't have another piano guy hop on there yes and start going with you and then you can't riff with them you're you don't have you're not ready that's a good point that's a good point now yeah so it needs to maybe cover all the keys like it can't just be one side of the piano because otherwise yeah, you can hop on the other side yep needs to be going both both ends of the uh the keys but i think yeah i, I gotta i haven't started any of that i just thought of this the other day and i was like yeah i just need one that could be my party trick it requires a piano but i feel like it's better that you know a lot of people guitar is super impressive you can play guitar a lot of people play guitar a lot yeah of it's, can't it's play not piano, as classy but it's not as classy that's right that's what i'm saying the classy like huge magic classy magician this was the classy you just get a quick piano and then like oh you know like oh no i'm good i gotta go i gotta go but even and if you just start with the first couple of seconds like oh keep playing you know you could be like this piano doesn't uh have enough soul to contain my volume of talent <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> you just just walk out yeah yeah uh steve what is uh is there something you want to get to this week Jay, I want to jump into a Tanzania news. Ooh, okay. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure, and scientists claim that new patients are now transmitting. You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi, it's a fake. Yeah, Fugazi, Fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a wazi, it's a fairy dust. From Tanzania? Yes, I am. Sure. This this is a great story. <laughs> okay. I haven't looked at Tanzania news a little bit, so I don't think I know it. Okay. So uh small scale Tanzanian miner. Uh you are you familiar with Tanzanite? Yes, I am. Uh I don't know. I've talked about Tanzanite one time in the past and I can't remember. I don't remember anything about it really. Yeah, so it's a gemstone, which is only found in Tanzania. Yeah, northern Tanzania. It's dark violet blue, very beautiful. One of the rarest in the world. Uh, One geologist estimates there's going to be none left within 20 years. Um, Well, yeah, it's it's kind of a cool purpley color. I am looking at it. It is is cool. It is very cool. Um, So a small-scale farmer... Saninu Bazir found uh, two stones weighing 15 kilograms each. That's a decent amount. That's huge. Yeah. They're huge. 30 oh my pounds. God. So 60 pounds total, two stones. The stones oh look God. awesome. Um, I, did, I just saw a tiny little bit of it and it was like for $600. Yeah. So these. Do you want the Tanzania dollar amount or the American dollar? I prefer the Tanzania dollar amount. Seven but then for the li- billion dollars. In Tanzania dollars. Now for the in listeners, Tanzania. for the listeners, tell them what the still pretty good. 3.3 million US. Oh my God. <laughs> so this guy, this guy is a king in Tanzania now. Yeah, no kidding. 
And Jay, what are we, this story keeps getting better and better. What do we, what do we always talk about on Tanzania news? What do I always talk about? Uh, cows. Guess what he's doing with his money. He's buying cows. <laughs> buying freaking cows. <laughs> <laughs> Loves the cows. Love yeah, the cows no. over there. <laughs> he's literally um, going to raise thousands of cows. Um. He's got enough security, apparently, uh, built up where he's got no worries about that. I that's that would be my biggest worry. Oh, even in the U.S., I feel like if I found just like three million dollars worth of something, it's like who do I tell about this? Who do I Nobody. tell that's not just going to rob me? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like if I bring the, I don't know, I, I feel like anybody I could bring it to, especially in a country that is known to have some corruption from time to time. Who do you bring it to that oh, you yeah. feel safe bringing it to where you're not just going to get robbed? Yeah, I would be, uh, I'd be a little nervous. He is giving back to the community though. He's building a school. Okay. Um, he feels for the people because, uh, you know, he knows there's some kids that can't afford to take their kids to school. Yeah. Um, said the father of some children, Jay, how many children do you think this guy has? Uh, well, because you're saying, why do I think I'm going to say it's a large amount. I'm going to say 12. Keep going up. 15. Keep going up. Now 19. Keep going up. 22. How many? Keep going up, Jay. 26 kids. Keep going up. 30 kids. 30 plus. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he has at least 30 kids. Well, he needs the, the good thing. He has the money now. <laughs> What the hell? What the <laughs> hell? The, dude, no. We got to overpopulate. There's, this is why there's no water left in Africa, because <laughs> this guy had 30 kids. This is why. So this is why he needs all the cows, dude. It's not, he's going to sell these cows. He's going to feed his kids with these 30. He's got to buy <laughs> enough cows to feed the kids. This is 30. That's insane. <laughs> he's so that lucky. A like, large oh amount of cows. God. Now, was it him? I would find this wild if he was the one that actually discovered this Tanzanite. Was it just? It like, was probably one of his thirty. Kids. Probably one of his thirty kids. Was it? Was it in a mine, or was he just like digging a trench and then he? So I think he was. He was a rancher originally, okay. um, and so he like owned some property, and then he was probably like heard, "Hey, there's Tanzanite over here." So yeah. then I'm assuming he was doing some small mining on his property, and then he found the. Uh, okay found the these two stones they're really cool looking um i i'm just wondering but, how they predict things like hey there's only in 20 years the tanzanite's going to be gone first of all yeah we know with predictions like that it's so dumb because you know in 20 years tanzanite's gonna be gone nobody's ever 20 years from now gonna be looking back and gonna be like hey it's not all gone <laughs> like nobody's everybody's well, gonna people, forget that it's people just thought like, that gas would have run out by the year 2000 or oil. yeah yeah no i know and they're, that's, they're that's like oh is. we're gonna run out of oil some of these predictions just make no sense uh but that's pretty crazy to find like <laughs> that's just wild it's just like well i'm rich except all his kids only get like ten thousand dollars out of the deal <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah, it doesn't add up to quite the same. Oh god, that would be horrible. Yeah, but Tanzanite, I, I like, yeah, it is a cool, it is a cool stone, and it is cool to find something. I would say, of all the things somebody in Tanz uh, Tanzania would want to find, it's Tanzanite is like the most, you know. Oh yeah, 
that's the pride of Tanzania. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is a very when we were speaking of story. Las Vegas, there's a really cool uh in the Golden Nugget, one of the Las Vegas uh, casinos in Fremont Street, kind of one of the old school ones that have been renovated. They have a large chunk of gold that is like the size of a football. Oh man, and it's pretty crazy to see it. I think they said it's one of yeah. like the largest nuggets, if not the largest, um, of gold. And the guy, yeah, <laughs> some guy in like Australia found it. Just like in his, yeah, the same sort of thing. Some Some farmer, some farmer in Australia found it. Just like, like, well, I quit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because yeah, I mean, in weight, it's got to be worth a lot. But just being such a a large, like, piece of solid gold dug up, that's got to make it like ten times. Exactly, exactly. It's like the yeah, the fact that it's yeah. I mean, think of cash for gold. What would happen if you brought it to that place? They wouldn't even know what to do. Probably put them out of business. You get 25 bucks for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do miss all the cash for gold places. Those used to be like every time a, a store would close down a new, a new. Uh, Just cash for gold. Cash for gold would pop up at its place. Yeah, I'm like, it was, Who's the hell is bringing these people their gold? I know. And it's like, eventually this gold is going to run out. Because oh, the, the people's gold supply. Yes. Cause I, and, yeah. and they did. And that's why you don't see these cash for gold places. Like you did. I mean, it was insane how many I used to see, you know, that like, like Two guys made a lot of money off that. Yes. Everyone else involved in the company lost all their money. Oh, that's how so many of these things are. If you're early yeah. to getting into the right thing, it is. They talked about, I watched that Beanie Baby documentary. Like a lot of oh, people yeah. made a lot of money early on. And then people started to look at them as like long-term investments. And then people lost a lot of money. Yeah, on damn Beanie, Beanie Babies. Babies. They're like, oh, this one's, <laughs> the price keeps going up and up and up this one's going to be worth, you know, $50,000 in five years. So I'm going to buy this for $5,000 right now. Oh, God. Then it's worth $5. <laughs> it turns up. Never bet on the beat. Yeah. Babies. Never buy the beat babies. Uh, yeah. I'll call today. You call now. I'll call now. Steve, I think there's something you want to get to. Other, I mean, we can wrap it up there. We, we've, uh... The only thing in my notes is yeah. that uh, it says I'm very fertile. Do you know what that is in reference to? Nope. I think okay. I drunkenly wrote that in there at some point. <laughs> okay. So okay, <laughs> I did miss our old segment of, of when you had all those things written down and we tried to interpret what they meant. It was like God. it was well, like. Well, I've tra- been deleting them. Oh, don't gotta, delete those. those are good. Yeah, you got to save them so we can interpret again. It's like it was like for people who've seen it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It was like Charlie's Dream Journal where they try to figure out. <laughs> Literally, it was just like <laughs> random words sometimes making like half a sentence just like book uh book desk two yeah yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> just like what yeah all right we'll wrap it up there then uh steed's fertile uh also steed swallows on instagram steed not uh we are back oh back okay good <laughs> yeah we're back I, I did a post i think oh, yeah i did i did a post okay. like okay. three yeah. weeks ago oh yeah perfect you're back uh, Chubstep podcast on Instagram and then Cooge Magic on Instagram and TikTok, like you're saying, coogemagic.com for his website. And uh, email the show, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Rate the show on whatever listening device you listen on, especially Spotify. Yeah. Uh, we need more Spotify reviews. Just keep uh, pumping it. Yeah. New episodes every Thursday. Share the episodes with a friend if you enjoy them. The show has ended. Be gone. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.